We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Yeah, admittedly on a, a busy Mother's Day weekend, I also did not get to watch Vancouver, Houston. Um... <laughs> That was the but Friday I, game, wasn't it? You could have spent it Friday night. <laughs> yeah, I was. Don't blame mom for that. Yeah, I won't blame mom. <laughs> um. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit RotoWire.com/soccer. And now here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and Jamie Bazo. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, senior soccer editor of Rotowire, joined by JD Bazo on this Monday, thanks to an early FMLS start yet again. Uh, JD, welcome to the podcast, and uh, how did Week Eleven do for you? Well, week Eleven was okay. I dropped a little bit of ground. I'm now at overall rank nine. I had 148 points, and uh, I don't think I had anything crazy in terms of a. Uh, a team value rise, but it was it was all right. So I don't know. I uh, I think the big thing for the double game week is don't get left in the dust. Um, sure, you can gain, but I think uh, taking a big swing and a miss would kind of hurt you. So I played it safe. I went with um, Simon, Beta Shore, Awful, and Stefan kind of in the back. So I got some clean sheet points, but. No one, uh, no one up front really surprised me too much or impressed me, I guess. And Almarone captain didn't really work out either. But um, not really any big complaints. Uh, I finished at one, 150 points to uh, get up to 287 or down to 287. I keep forgetting to listen to our last week's podcast to find out where I was. But um, <laughs> I went with the Piotti captain because and we were kind of talking about it um on slack last week that it just seemed like i was in a spot where i had to try to make up some ground and instead of going totally off the board uh, i thought piotti's got plenty of upside his floor is pretty low as we saw with seven points in two games but um it didn't really end up hurting me that bad i i was basically looking between him javinko vela and almarone and as i was saying to you guys any of the others would have been better, <laughs> but it didn't put me that far back. I was almost more upset that the rest of my team did so well because like 150, I think was a pretty good score for the week. I mean, it wasn't, you know, 
top 20 or something like that, but it was high enough where I was still competitive. And then like any better captain pick would have really had me making up ground. So yeah, Vela would, would have gotten you an extra, what, 11 points overall. Yep. So yep. yeah. Oh, well, I think Skyler captain Vela. Well, I'll note Skyler is not here tonight cause he's um, coaching 17 soccer games today and 12 more tomorrow. Um, <laughs> so we'll, uh, and he didn't send us his rankings, so we can't even, as I said, shred his rankings without him here to to back them up himself. But I believe he'll be back next week. We'll see. We've got kind of a wonky schedule with this extra double or this second double game week in a row with game week 12. Um, the What's next week look like? Do you know? 13? I didn't look ahead. Yeah. Uh, 13 has three Friday games, but no, no doubles, thankfully. Oh, perfect. We can get back to a normal schedule, but uh, we still have a nice early grouping to talk about. That'll yes. be nice. Yeah, it'll be, uh, there'll be a whole lot of switcheroo talk in 13 because, yeah, it's three Friday games, and I think it's, uh, yeah. hmm. what is that, one, two, three, yeah, six Saturday, one Sunday, and one Tuesday. It's very odd uh, scheduling coming up for Major League Soccer, which happens sometimes. It's probably only going to get worse, right, with the uh, World Cup? Yeah. They take a little break, but they don't actually really break. And, yeah, the World Cup will be fun when everybody that we want to play leaves and then when everybody gets the good guys that are left at the same time. That'll be a really tough time to make up ground because, like, the good player pool gets much smaller at that point. Um, Right. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, Week 12, we've got – Vancouver hosting San Jose on Wednesday. Uh, those two teams play twice. They're the only ones. The Sounders are off. So for switcheroo purposes, you have Seattle to make sure you don't get a Nathan Smith this year. Um, I assume Skyler would be telling us that Kai Kamara is by far the best option for this week because of the two games, both because of two games and Skyler seems to love Kai Kamara. Where do you fall on Kai? Uh, I'm probably a little bit down on Kai Kamara this week just because his second game is pretty tough. It's at Dallas. Dallas has one of the best defenses this season. And also, I I don't know that he would play both games either. Um, he just put in his first full 90 against Houston this past weekend. Um, is he going to play three games in eight days or whatever it's going to be? Mm-hmm. Um, probably not. Not three full games. Right. Um, so uh, Kamara is definitely in play, but I don't think he's going to be probably not in my top three forwards, even though he plays two games. Mm-hmm. I uh, think he's a good person to actually play on the bench, which seems counterintuitive when you have a, two teams on double game week. But if you really want to use him, I would still put him on the bench because he could easily get like a five or six point week and that wouldn't be all that great. Yeah, for sure. Um yeah, it is weird to put the double guys on on the bench, but I mean, it makes sense. I mean, we always say the first games you should put on the bench, and um, you may as well see what they do. What about the San Jose side? San Jose side's better because yeah. they have a home game against DC United uh, in the second match. Um, at Vancouver is really not that tall of a task, mm-hmm. given how poor Vancouver have been this year. So I I kind of like the San Jose guys a little bit more personally. Wando? Uh, maybe. I think I'm leaning towards no Wando. Um, <laughs> I think you have nope. to, if he, he ha- definitely has to start Wednesday to even consider it. Yeah, he's probably not going to start both games. Right. He really hasn't been starting many lately. Um, he would also be a guy I would probably start from the bench. Yep. But um, this might be a San Jose defense type of weekend. Oh, all right. A San Jose attack type of weekend. I feel like the midfield. I get wrong every time. Like the time I go Erickson, it's Vaco. And then when I go Vaco, it's Hosen. And then Youngworth has the brace. Like, <laughs> well, that was extremely. <laughs> yeah, for but... sure. Um, we're kind of jumping out of position there, but where do you think, like, do, do you prioritize those guys at all? And if so, kind of who's the top one that you look for? Um, That's going to be tough to say. I think we have to weigh, first of all, who's going to play, more minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think obviously Hika is probably less likely to play than Vako and Erickson um, and Hosen as well. Um, I, I think Vako is definitely safer, and then Erickson's your upside. So um, 
take that for what you will. If I had to pick one, it would be Vaco. Oh, all right. Okay. Um, let's move to, uh, you know, that's kind of all the, the forward, the attacking guys. We'll get to the, the defenders in a little bit. Um, looking at the single game week guys, basically everyone else, uh, Friday is Toronto home against Orlando, which seems like it's a very easy situation to keep Javinko in your lineup. Um, or I'm sorry, Javinko's out. Let me rephrase that. Right. So no Javinko, no Josie. Um, Javinko with a red card after scoring a penalty, which that is that worse than the Takara one from two weeks ago? Uh, when he took his shirt off and got sent off after the, the penalty? The one was just immensely dumb. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, both are pretty bad, but um, yeah, especially since TFC lost right. anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. Okay. Is the 89th minute they were still down a goal? I yeah. mean, come on. Yeah. Um, safe to assume David Villa will be very near the top of your list, home against Colorado? Yes. Um, maybe even number one. Yeah. He might, yeah. He might be the captain guy for me this week. There's a, there's a lot of enticing road options this week, too. I mean, Vela plays at Portland, yeah. who have been better, but that's still a, a pretty nice matchup. Um, Columbus you know, at New England? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Um, the one guy like I immediately thought of in that game was Zahibo, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, Zahibo's been incredible. He's a pretty safe source of points. Mm-hmm. Um, I know New England has a couple absences. I think Agadello and Fagundes are both going to be out. Yep. Um. So we'll see how that works out. Zahibo, I think, only played a couple minutes this past yeah, weekend. Yeah, he didn't start. So yeah, because he played another one uh, earlier that week. So he'll be fresh if he's um, if he's starting and healthy, mm-hmm. which I haven't heard anything about an injury. So um, who knows there? But you also have um, Kansas City's at Minnesota, mm-hmm. which is uh, kind of attractive. I don't know that there's really a forward option you can take out right. of that. <laughs> But um, there's certainly some scoring midfield options, like a Johnny Russell. Um, does his international duty affect this weekend? Not this week, no. Not, okay, that's what I thought. And then Houston at Chicago is also uh, kind of attractive. <laughs> Elise charging a Schweinsteiger. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I predict many tactical fouls in that game, mm. uh, mostly coming from Chicago. Right. But they, it sounds like they might not have Dax McCarty. Yep which would make things even more glorious for Houston's attackers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the other thing is um, Elise plays on Brandon Vincent's side. Um, I, Kyoto probably has the easier matchup on the opposite side. Right. Although they do switch. Um, the Houston wingers do switch um, sides from time to time. So, What do you think of a Rudy? Home I against think uh, Vancouver on short rest. Yeah, he's probably a good play. Um like Vancouver just have the tools to to shut another team out if they really um, just fire on all cylinders. They have Kendall Waston who, I mean, you think Waston versus Rudy. Um, Waston at his best is is also fast enough that he can handle them, and he's uh, kind of a, just an enormous imposing figure there. While Rudy kind of is a, a crafty guy that finds space, so it would be an interesting matchup. I think Rudy's a, a solid play among a lot of pretty good attacking plays this week. So this could be a, a definite week where we're we're seeing some separation because you kind of have to pick your guys um, and just go with them here this week. Yeah. There's not like a ton of obvious plays. Um, Other than Via? <laughs> yeah, I think Via is fairly obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the one really interesting thing is to see what people do with Atlanta players this week. Um because they're they're hosting New York Red Bulls, who are probably one of the the more imposing defensive teams to play. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of pressure. It's going to be much harder to connect some passes, but at the same time, Yosef Martinez could could really get behind a guy like Aurelian Collin, um, even a Tim Parker, who's a, a better positional defender. But um, I don't. It might suit Atlanta not to have so much of the ball and not have to come up with so many new ideas. Um, it might sort them or suit them well to have kind of a more open back and forth kind of ping pong type of game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that call. 
Yeah, I mean, you catch you catch New York kind of running around fast and pressing, and the ball just – if you have a ball bouncing around the midfield, I know who I want on my team to kind of come out of nowhere and pick it up and just make something happen very quickly, and that's Al Maroon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Al Maroon, who is smashing all of the <coughs> – the early season, I wonder if we're, we'll have a max salary uh, as he sits now at 14-3, which, I mean, he's earned it. It's not like we're – he's the one guy I'm not willing to complain about in terms of uh, 500,000 salary increases every, seemingly every week. Um, yeah, up $3.8 million this season, which is just nuts. Um, what do you yeah, think? he's probably um, – I imagine he's going to drop down, though. It's worth noting this upcoming week because his last two games were a seven and a five and the one before that was a 10 mm-hmm. um probably not going to keep you up at 14.3 once the the 14 and the 15 out there drop out of his average right but at this point we shouldn't be thinking about price increases but if for some reason somebody is that's just notable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely uh what do you think about ibrahimovic at montreal who just lost two nothing to philly at home Ugh. <laughs> Sorry, my Piatti bitterness is still right. Coming yeah, through. yeah, yeah. Um, it's okay. It's the last game, mm-hmm. so I—I I mean, you could even see a scenario where Zlatan doesn't play on the turf. I think he probably would, especially since he just lost four games in a row for the first time in his career. Apparently, gosh. Um, Welcome I, to MLS. They're probably not counting his time with the Swedish national team. I imagine he lost four in a row with them at some point but um i don't know i i don't know either i because i'm thinking he probably they don't count that because he's playing them kind of sparingly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um right it was knows? four games over three years or something <laughs> yeah four games over like the course months. of like yeah eight months whatever yep. but it's okay i just don't think montreal defensively at home is going to be that poor mm-hmm. so it's it's really hard to look at Zlatan and say that's something I want to bank on right. when I have so many other obvious options. Not obvious, but so many other uh, viable options. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, any other forwards that you think jump out? I think we covered most of the big ones. Yeah. I mean, Philly RSL has some attacking potential if you want to get in there with like kind of a surprising play. Um, Zardis obviously is also an option Mm -hmm. he's been scoring uh plenty um but i don't think we need to get crazy with even though i like a guy like fernando adi or a dom dwyer um this probably isn't the week to play them to be honest yeah yep that makes sense um we mentioned almaron before in terms of midfielders we do the same about kind of the vaco erickson um any vancouver midfielders that you'd consider I mean, we have to use some Vancouver midfielders, just probably because it's a double game week. Mm-hmm. So Alfonso Davies is only $5.9 million. That could let you get pretty much anyone else you want in there. Yeah. Um, Takara's like, back now, so. Takara's back, which will be nice. Whether he plays both games is kind of a big question. Yep. But you could say that about almost everybody on this team, which leads me to think Felipe might be a, a safe play. Yeah, that's where, exactly where I was going. And Felipe, I mean, Felipe just comes up with a couple plays a game where you're like, wow, that guy is just such a a good, safe, smart soccer player. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always making the the pass that needs to be made, not necessarily the best pass, the flashiest one or the greatest, but he can also hit like a crazy good long ball or a nice ball into the box. Um, he showed up last week with two assists and got 12 fantasy points. Yeah. So I – Unfortunately, he's going to be popular this week just because everyone's going to be looking at the the list of midfielders and see that one game. But um, I don't know. He's been getting like a minimum of four Mm -hmm. pretty much all season. So then you say, well, double that. He's going to probably give me a floor of eight points, and you'll definitely take that. Yeah. Yep. Him and Davies both, I mean, that even though the second game is tough, you could make an argument for both. But Mm -hmm. I... I might just go Felipe. I don't yeah. know. I'll have to see the the starting lineup um, and kind of take it from there. But there's no like defensive midfielder. I don't really consider Felipe a, a defensive midfielder. He kind of plays deep, but 
falls more in the box to box than full defensive. Yeah, or kind of the yeah the deep lying playmaker. Yep. Um, although he does good defensive work, but mm-hmm. like a a Gazal or a Juarez, um, I don't think you need to go crazy and and pick someone like super defensive. Like last week, we were considering um, defensive midfielders on the double game week a lot more. Right. Right. I'm not sure Michael Bradley really worked out for me anyway. Um, yeah, that was um, bizarre. <laughs> uh, speaking of Bradley, though, I mean, Toronto's got a home game against Orlando, so I feel like if Victor Vasquez starts, you have to or look a his way. Or yeah, a Vasquez yep. or a Keche. Keche's been picking up some steam, I think. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to watch the game this past weekend, um, but I just think he's been pretty good. And He has been. He, I mean, he plays a lot like Vasquez in a lot of ways, so they sometimes kind of get in each other's way, I think, when they're on the field, but they're figuring out how to cohabitate a little bit more. And are you okay playing them without Javinko? Yeah, I think so. Um, ben Spencer it'll be a little, or the Ricketts, maybe? It'll be a little bit more even of a match, um, but Orlando's defense is just exploitable. So, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, even like a Jay Chapman... Any of these attacking midfielders, I think, are, are fine. Um, Osorio might get up the field a little bit more. He um, has shown more more and more attacking potential the longer he's been in the league. I think it started kind of really breaking out last year, but this year it's even better. Um, but I don't know if I'm going to recommend Jordan Hamilton or Toe St. Ricketts to anybody. Right. Yeah, at the forward spot. That's just uh, going out a little bit too much of a stretch for the amount of players available to us, assuming you have a, a workable salary cap, which... Mm-hmm. It seems like most people do at this point. Yeah, you haven't even complained about yours yet. This yeah, if I, if I so have, that's... yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll still I'll keep working on my lineup, and I'll find somebody to, to <laughs> complain about. But um, Maxi Morales, home against Colorado, seems pretty nice. Um, Definitely, I think I'll probably have more NYCFC players than double game week. Uh, yeah, that's what I was Individual team players, because it's also a situation where, with NYCFC, you can put two of them on the bench if you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't put th- all three on the bench, but um, I don't know. Sean Johnson is someone you can probably just stick on the bench and assume you're going to play him. Yeah, and, I mean, if you don't play either of the double game week guys Johnson is the first game on Saturday at least so you don't have you know you can you have most of the weekend to see what happens if he doesn't perform well against Colorado yeah. but that, I guess that's a situation I kind of stumbling upon right now what do you do do you take a double game week keeper or a well you're Johnson yeah I, I feel like the or uh, the Jimmy Marr probably as well as yep, Vancouver yeah that was getting there as well. Um, well, speaking of Dallas, where do you like? Are you buying in on Mauro Diaz? <laughs> I just like I can't even tell listeners with a straight face that he's going to start or not. Yeah. Um, if you told me he's starting and playing about seventy minutes like he did last week, then I think that's a pretty enticing matchup. Mm-hmm. But at the same time. As good as he looks, he's still not like really uh, cleaning up fantasy wise. So that's a tough one. Yeah, you know I, I have a big soft spot for Mario Diaz. Yeah, yeah. But, um, that wasn't nearly yeah. as uh, enthusiastic as I was expecting. Well, I'm just thinking we have what five spots for our midfield. Mm-hmm. You're going to fill up probably at least two with double game week guys. Then you have Maxi Morales, Almiron. Um, Probably Almiron. This would be the week to not use Almiron, yeah. by the way. But it's like certain guys you just keep rolling with. Because mm-hmm. um, what's Almiron's floor? Five points? Which is still yeah. okay. Still okay, yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know that I can <laughs> see myself taking Mario Diaz. Okay. Maybe as a on-the-bench because they play early enough that you could do some sort of switcheroo, but right. that's a that's a cop out to say maybe from the bench. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I fully fully recognize that. That's like um, the when we used to talk DFS all the time. The 
that's a GPP play. Right. <laughs> um, trying to see here. If, I mean, none of the other games really jump out. Thankfully, I'm probably not going to consider Alessandrini, although he looked he has looked significantly better since I said I would never take him again, which uh, is fully expected. <laughs> um, the uh, in the last game, if I know you're thinking Piotti, maybe going back to the Piotti uh, train this weekend after he disappointed you so bad last week. But Titer is a, a safe alternative as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been kind of getting points in in a bunch of different ways, so. That's the one I think I would consider. Okay. But then I would say, well, I could just go Piotti um, and hit the home run. So I don't know. Yeah, sometimes a home run is a swing and a miss. Just, uh, just to Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's all about what, what situation you're in. But um, Is it safe to assume you prefer Tarbell over, I think it's going to be Brian Rowe for both games for Vancouver? Yes. Brian Rowe's not really that good of a keeper either. So. Yeah. Although Tarbell is, uh, he has some high highs and some low lows. Mm-hmm. He's uh, definitely a young goalkeeper. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. That's fair to say. Um. So yeah, I mean, we're already talking goalkeepers, so we talked about that. Uh, you do you think you'll have two San Jose defenders? It um, feels like a lot. <laughs> Do you say it feels like a lot? Yeah. <laughs> like I get uh, having them because of the double, but. Ugh. That's like, it's another thing where it's a double game week. Yes. But it's also a maybe put one of them on the bench type of situation. Mm-hmm. The problem is San Jose has been dreadful defensively, mm-hmm. but they have the pieces where they should be all right defensively. Yeah. It's a, Yes. <laughs> I mean, they, they have like zero center backs total, but other than that. <laughs> uh, sometimes those are important, though. Yeah, they, they can be important sometimes. Uh, maybe like, you know, that guy that played there last year that's really, really good mm. and could move back to play center back. But right. um, I'm not an MLS coach. No, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's Youngworth, by the Youngworth, way. Youngworth, yeah. But, uh, um, probably said he's leaving the league and the team if he doesn't get to play midfield. Right. Uh, I actually want to go back to, to midfielder for a second because there's one guy that I wanted to talk about. And I'll preface it by asking you the question of how good do you think the LAFC defense is? They're pretty good. Enough to not play Valeri? Valeri at home. It's tough to fade. It's he's not the same. Cheap. Yep, he's, he's not a, cheap. Up to eleven million. At the same time, LAFC I think have a lot of great pieces in the midfield. They can put the pressure on you in the attack, so you have to be a little safer in how much you're you're kind of pushing with your own attack. And then the defense I think still has some things to fix, but they're probably a top uh, borderline top five defense in the league. Okay. Um, you know, at their best. Right. So Valeri is a kind of a 50, 50 proposition. And I'm leaning towards not playing him this week. Okay. All right. How about you? What do you think about Valeri? Um, my guess is he'll be like the guy that I eventually, like he'll be the last guy out. Um, yeah. And but go I ahead. don't know. Yeah, for the record, I actually just looked up on uh, American Soccer Analysis while you were talking. That was very sneaky of me to ask you what you thought while I looked up <laughs> the supporting information I wanted to know. Yeah, you're a podcast pro. <laughs> they um, they are fifth best in expected goals against per game. Yeah. But so is Philadelphia, uh, and you're not really rolling with their defenders every week. Good point. Good point. Yeah, I look at those less for which defenders to take and more which teams I should be attacking. Right, so in this Valeri case... There we I go. shouldn't be. Yeah, I, but if you have an attacker that's playing Philadelphia, you're not shying away from them because they're currently the fourth best right. in expected goals against. Right. So you taking Rusnak? Uh, on the road, 
Probably not. Probably not. Just he hasn't shown me enough. Yeah. But if if he was last year's Rusnak, I would not be scared to take him on the road. Yeah, I feel like we wouldn't even think about it. Road at Philly. I mean, it's not even like they're playing at Atlanta or something. <laughs> yeah, I that wouldn't concern me whatsoever. Yeah. Um, he did have a pretty nice game this past week. I obviously did not tune in to RSL uh, against DC United. <laughs> But I think any result against DC United, you kind of have to throw out. Yeah. Unless it's a bad result, then you take a lot of. Then uh, you take everything out of it. Yeah. Take a lot of stock in that because yeah, if DC United plays well against you, that's not too great. Right. Right. Um, where? All right. So in defense, we were a few San Jose guys. Which, um, I mean, the, the nice thing about the San Jose guys, not that we're really having to think of it is that they're all pretty cheap. So it's not like you're super cheap. Yeah. Um, that usually means that they haven't been that good though. <laughs> yes, that is very true. And also there's uh, probably going to be some rotation in their defense. Like Salinas probably isn't going to start both games at left back. Right. Um, I think Lima's pretty safe. No. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Lima's okay. probably pretty safe, but it looks like I think Youngworth actually played um, center back this past week. Um, I was Youngworth and Cummings. Just worth looking at it. Uh, yep. Yeah, and a Folter has been playing in there, but he has not been good. Yeah. I think – so Youngworth kind of hurts us because he's a midfielder. Right. Um, <laughs> he's Michael Bradley have, now and Schweinsteiger. Yeah, which actually is fine, like if – if you're a defensive midfielder, you would get even more bonus points probably as the center back, the way you're going to play and pass the ball up the field, right? whatnot, if the the team can play that system. But um, I guess it's Salinas, Cummings, and Lima are the three choices. So Lima would be the safe option. Cummings is your center back. And then if you kind of want to roll the dice with a, an attacking play, Salinas – can put in some nice crosses, get some nice assists, but he has not been getting up the field quite as much as I would like. Yeah. When I first saw that he was going to be playing left back, you kind of you immediately think, "Wow, that could be really nice if they can kind of possess the ball and he can make some some overlapping runs up the flank." But um so far not quite as much as I wish. It was better last year. When, when... he was a left midfielder usually yeah. and he was very helpful in defense, but he could also lead that charge up the, the left wing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, I just don't know how you confidently go in with two San Jose defenders this week. Oh, definitely not confidently. <laughs> it's yeah. It all depends how you attack a double game week. A lot of people immediately think, Oh, well two games, that's two times the chances for points. And that's both safe and it has high upside. And, I can certainly see that camp, and I probably fall largely into it, but I I also have a toe on the other side because these two teams with a double game week are not good right. this week. Right. Um, and I look at NYCFC, and they have a better chance to get a shutout than probably either of these teams do over two games. Uh, San Jose home against D.C. is pretty good. Rooney's yeah, not there yet. D.C. is a little fresher yep. than San Jose. Um so I think that might balance it out a little bit. I don't know. Okay. You're right. DC's a bad team, but San Jose's not a good team either. <laughs> it's a fair I point. I mean, defensively, San Jose's pretty much as bad as DC is at any position. Yeah, that's fair. Um, where do you fall with the Dallas guys home against Vancouver? I like that a lot. Yeah. I think the, the problem is they don't have a star player that jumps out and says you need to take this guy. Yeah. Um, and they're all kind of expensive. Yeah, and is Ziggler out this week? Yes. Okay, so... So I guess we'll probably... get one possibly cheaper guy. If Figueroa or Hollingshead get a start. Yeah, I think Hol Figueroa can play inside, so that yeah. could definitely be the case. Um... Yeah, I believe uh, VAR sent him off last week. Uh-huh. Hedges, I guess, would be a, a solid play against Vancouver, especially if they're going to be just lobbing the ball into Kai Kamara. Uh -huh. um, Hedges can eat that up. So, mm -hmm. 
And uh, Santiago Mascara has been very good, so I'm still kind of intrigued by him. I don't think I'm going to play him, but it's pretty appealing in general. DFS especially, I think he's a reasonable one, Yahoo and DraftKings. Mm-hmm. But um, we talked about the midfield, and we didn't even mention Johnny Russell. I think we did briefly earlier in the podcast, but he's almost a lock, isn't he, at Minnesota? Um. And Zuzi at Minnesota also? Yeah. Uh, I. You're taking Zuzi. Like, do you think they shut out Minnesota? Why wouldn't they? Um, I mean, the, there's obviously a good chance that they won't, but yeah. uh, you kind of said it like that was surprising that they could. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm not. I, I think I drank the Carlos Quintero Kool Aid. A little heavily and so gotcha. okay that's I, fair uh, yeah. he's been very good yeah but you're right i mean i'm sure sporting have some pretty good clean sheet odds even at minnesota but i feel like teams again like it's the same thing with expected goals like i look at minnesota as a team that i can take attackers against so like russell makes more sense theoretically i mean zussi's probably just as much as of an attacker like i i would look at zussi right. but i wouldn't i'm not considering a para or beasler at all yeah I, I actually, that's... right, yeah. Back to Quintero, I actually did get to watch some of that game last week, and he looked a little bit lost, like he was trying to do too much mm-hmm. himself, but he knew he couldn't. Right. Um, I mean, what, 3-1 at home, they lost to San Jose. Yeah. Um, He looked pretty dejected after the game, too. So... Is that good, though? I mean, shouldn't he, shouldn't he be? <laughs> uh, Yeah, but... Alexi Gomez looked pretty good too. Alexi Gomez does look pretty good. Um, He's like the kind of player that TFC would get for cheap and just Mm -hmm. be a super sub. But um, yeah, he's very, very good for Minnesota. Yeah. But not good enough you're going to play him this week. uh, I don't think, are you? No. No, no. Yeah, that's what I thought. There were plenty of teams I would play him against. This is not, Sporting's not one of them. Right, yeah. Yeah, they got a nice little Liga MX pipeline going. For now. For now, right. For two players, yeah. They desperately needed someone. They so. needed somebody, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the the one thing about sporting is they have 10 goals scored in five games on the road this year. So it's not like they've been playing poorly on the road. That sounds like they've been playing pretty well. Not just not bad. Yeah, one of it was uh, one of them was at Los Angeles, so take that for what you will. <laughs> uh, let me see here. I can sort our uh, RotoWire stats by that. I mean, three of them were from Gutierrez. Uh, four, four of them were against Chicago in the first game. Right. So they got shut out at New England, um, which that's like not a bad. I, think, I, I, I was gonna say I believe we're supposed to think they're good now. They're fine. They're okay. Yeah, fine is exactly how I would say it. Um, Toronto defenders? Maybe, probably not. Yeah. But it's nice that they play early, so you can definitely throw one in there. And it's it's been a uh, very popular play lately is to throw in like Aro or Vanderveel. Yep. Because it seems like TFC has been playing early every single week. Yeah, it does. Um, this might be a week I let everyone else do it. And that's I what I'm th- yeah, that's what I was thinking. Into something else. Um, of course, now that I say that, nobody will, and um, whatever. <laughs> now, I feel like I'd rather maybe like a New York City guy. If I'm going to try to play like the, the early game, I may as well just take the next one and not necessarily. Yeah, definitely. Although what I might, I'm going to max out on New York City guys this week. I think I am too. Yeah. What's Justin Morrow's status? Could he potentially be back, or am I forgetting about a long-term injury he has? He hasn't um, played in a while, obviously. No, he hasn't. Um, I'm not sure he's he's training fully yet. Is the problem? Um, All right. Gotcha. Yeah, he missed last week's match, and uh, it sounds like Vanny's been being predictably quiet about details. Yeah. Shocking. It'd be. You know? It'd be nice if he started because he the position and role he plays would give to uh, Orlando fits. Yeah, for sure. There are probably a lot of guys who can give them fits though. 
<laughs> yeah, but especially Morrow, um, just the, he gets so wide and they play him so many great balls, and he he is not afraid to cut in. He's always kind of wide open on the back post or dribbling in to, to create something. But mm-hmm. um, he's probably not going to play. So, like, yeah. Aro's also good in the attack, but he's not as, uh, as physically kind of dominant like Morrow can be. Yep. And just be able to get in there in the box and make yep. something happen. So, yep, I like that. Um, you expecting any goals out of Philly RSL? Yeah, I think it oh, could okay. be another like three-two type of thing, like we've been seeing in some of these games against bad teams. Hmm. Okay, so um, you're probably not taking many defenders from that one. Yeah, I think I'm out on the defenders there. <laughs> you could definitely make an argument for Philadelphia defenders, but. I just there's other games that I think I can kind of envision a little bit easier. So if there's a game that I think is a total wild card, I'm usually staying away from it, yeah. unless it's like a switcheroo type of thing. But there, like we said, there's other good options for that this week. Um, with this kind of salary, your switcheroo guys can end up being uh, in games you think you can get a pretty good handle of anyway. Like we've been talking about picking like New York guys for the bench or um, what have you. Yeah. Yeah. There's not really a role for like the kind of, the kind of dice roller gamble in the season long game. Like there can be in DFS depending on how you play. Mm-hmm. Some people would argue that if you play stupid, that's the role in DFS. <laughs> um, do you put the Chicago Houston game kind of in the same realm as Philly RSL? Uh, a little bit higher because I think Houston's going to score at least one goal. I don't know what's going to happen with Chicago's side of things. They've been pretty bad lately. Okay. Um, Nikolic is a guy we didn't mention that yeah. I could totally totally see someone wanting to play. Um, again, he would probably be my, my third forward, though. Third on your team, not on your rankings. Correct. Okay. I was like, whoa. I guess, have we talked about who the second forward is? Uh, are we locking in anyone in particular in the second forward spot? Because number one, I would say, is Via. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you like what you need to do to take Vela off of that. Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing, but Vela is starting to feel like Almarone, where you kind of just have to have right. him. I think that's totally fair. Yeah. But That's I, probably what I'll do, just because it's the it's the safest and yep. also probably one of the higher upsides. I think it definitely would have been Javinko. Like I think Javinko's been unreal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone concerned about Toronto, I wouldn't worry because Javinko single handedly could carry this team into the playoffs, let alone everyone else they have. Right. I think you could have made the argument that Javinko is better than Velo this week. Javinko is really good, except for the fact that none of his shots hit the target. <laughs> oh, he had the penalty. He won. He scored that. That one was on target. Uh, other but... than that, he had one shot on goal and nine other shots. Oof. But Javinko had 11 touches in the box. Yeah. Um, Piotti actually had 14, which led the led the week um, against Philadelphia. So he had some some opportunities, I guess. Outrageous. Just outrageous. <laughs> um, yeah, like I feel like you normally have Joseph Martinez up there, but I think the Red Bulls are good enough defensively to at least make it tougher than than Vela against the Timbers. Or, but I guess you're still probably putting putting him up there, and you're not sneaking Ibrahimovic in ahead of him. Yeah, you can't sneak Ibrahimovic anywhere, <laughs> right? Especially up in the rankings after some kind of bad performances, yep. but um. He's definitely probably not ahead of Joseph Martinez, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then I feel like, not that everybody after that is the same, but I think you could kind of make the same arguments for Zardis to Elise to Dwyer. Rudy. Well, probably not Tur- Dwyer in Toronto. Yeah, Rudy. Yeah, not Dwyer, but a Rudy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Rosie, I know everyone's going to let me know if I don't mention Rosie. Yep, yep. And that doesn't take into account any of the double game week guys like possibly yeah, I, wando kai That's i wish cool. hosen were a forward i yes. don't know how they how they keep messing that up 
but yeah. maybe maybe next year they'll put him in the right position. We'll get there one day. Um, but yeah, I just don't. I I think that Vela is the the second one, and I like. I wonder if you if the dead spot for a switcheroo is actually in the forward instead of using it in the other in the others. Yeah, I think that's valid because I don't. There's not a lot of games that I look at and say, "Wow, there's this forward has a really good chance at scoring two goals." Yeah. Other than the the guys we already mentioned, Zlatan is the only one I think I'd consider. Which is weird because he probably, I it. It's only because it's Zlatan. It's you know the matchup at Montreal isn't that great, and uh, but yeah, he hit the post on a free kick last week. Um, He's not going to be happy about being in the the news for the losing four straight. That's right. For sure. Right. But like. You know, New England's good now, so Zardis isn't a sure thing. And then uh, Elise at Chicago, that that one is one that, or Kyoto. Like, I was gonna say, if I play a third forward, Kyoto really jumped out as yeah. like maybe it would be him um, from the bench. However, he played ninety minutes, and only got two points against <laughs> Vancouver last week. Like, what the heck is that? Um. He didn't do any. He like he got no nothing, stats. Yeah. He essentially got zero stats. Uh, he took three shots. Yeah, he took three shots. Was fouled once. Yeah, uh, but literally not hardly anything else. Yeah, it was just made worse because Minota scored. Elise had an assist. Thomas Mar- Tomas Martinez had a goal. Like it feels like everybody else in the Houston attack had something, and Kyoto was just left empty-handed. Yeah. Yeah, admittedly, on a, a busy Mother's Day weekend, I also did not get to watch Vancouver Houston. Um, <laughs> that was the Friday I, game, wasn't it? You could have spent it Friday night. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was. Don't blame mom for that. Yeah, I won't blame mom. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Van. Uh, maybe they gave paid extra attention. I might go watch some highlights just to try and see what happened with Kyoto there, and if there's any red flags in terms of. Me potentially playing him this week. Yeah, if it's a four-minute highlight, you probably won't see him at all. So, probably, yeah, I guess not. After um, all that. Hmm. The other thing is, you can make an argument for two NYCFC forwards because Burgett and um, Tajori's been awesome. Right, Tajori is a forward here too. Yes, yeah. uh, that's intriguing. Yeah, that means you're not taking two NYCFC defenders or. Not a Morales. not Sean Johnson or Morales, right? Yeah, so it's Morales. You're probably playing Morales, Vila, Via. Sorry, why to do that? Um, <laughs> and a, a defender. Yep. So then you have one spot. Is it a Sean Johnson? Is it another defender? Or do you double down in the midfield or forward? Well, you you possibly don't play Johnson if you play Tarbell and he gets the shutout on Wednesday true like you could it's a early week switcheroo or keeperoo as they like to call it that if that happens then you open that opens up a spot for another new york city fc but you you're still left with do you do it another defender do you do um you probably don't do medina but like i would take tajori over medina you mean medina is not a lock for top 10 midfielders like i was (laughs) told earlier in the year uh no that went downhill quickly. Um, yeah, yeah. Alexander Ring is, I think, one yellow away from he suspension. Is. He needs to go like three more games or two more games. It's a lot. He's he's a hundred percent getting the suspension. <laughs> Someone <laughs> said he's never gone five straight games without a yellow card. Um, I read that on Twitter, I believe. Sorry that I don't forget who it was, but I believe that. that yeah. So the chances of him going, I think he needs three more games. Um, yeah, he's probably getting yellow, but he's playing in this one, so right. He um, let's and Jack see. Price is out, correct? For Price Colorado. is out. Yep. That makes every that makes the matchup even more appealing because he was probably their best Colorado's best player so far this year. Mm-hmm. He's certainly on all. He's been on all free kicks at least. So those three opportunities are up for grabs. <laughs> um, yeah. Let, the the list is not short of guys who are already on four, uh, but Ring is one of them. It's Baji, uh, Rasmus Schuler, Herrera is also. That would be terrible for New York City if they both got one 
this week. Oh, wow. I um, wonder if that factors into how they, they line up. Yeah. Uh, Probably not, but, I mean, it's a long season, so if you wanted to give one of them a rest anyway. Yeah, um, I think the smart thing to do is if one of them gets the yellow, the other one gets pulled immediately. <laughs> um, Piet, and then you'll never believe this, but Kendall Waston has four yellow cards also. You know what? I don't believe it because I'm amazed he doesn't have more. <laughs> he has a red also. Yeah. Um, but so those are the guys who are borderline. Um, Baji, uh, impressively, four yellows in only eight games. Everyone else has played nine or ten. But um, so yeah, I don't. I don't think that that changes the lineup for this this matchup. Um, but yeah, so the the number of New York City guys will depend on. Tarbell if you play him or Rowe if you decide to go that way. Um, unfortunately, San Jose's better matchup is the second one. So it's not like you're totally depending on that first one. You, it's like you have to make the decision. I mean, I guess you make the decision that then if, you know, right, right, Saturday. Right. You could also afternoon. take uh, you could also take Melia and then you'd be able to find out both games from Tarbell. Yep, that's true. That's true. Or, I mean, no one else jumps out from the Sunday or Monday games. Yeah. But, I mean, you could make an argument for Evan Bush. You could make an argument for... Wow. Um, I guess Willis. Eh. Yeah. I don't know. Melia is definitely... I guess it's Tarbell, Melia, or... It's not well, Guzan, we, yeah. No, not Guzan. I guess Sean <laughs> Johnson, if that's what you were thinking. but Or Marr, Jimmy Marr. Marr, yep. Yep. And I might go Marr, Tarbell. That's what I'm leaning to most initially. So you like Marr more than Johnson? Well, I want other NYCFC guys. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. Okay. I think I like Johnson more, but... um. Yeah, the the New York there's City guys. Opportunity. Yeah, there's so many opportunities for points with the NYCFC guys. Yeah, the the difficulty is, is that they're pretty deep on the like at fullback. That uh-huh. like Sweat could play the first one and Moderita the second. Um, well, they don't they don't play two games, but yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> You're right. I wish Moderita played more. That would be nice. Yeah. Sweat's been good though, so it's not like they're... they've all been pretty good. Yeah, I mean, the you can't really complain about anyone on this. Yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah, they've definitely been good. Um, yeah, I think that's that's. And what are you thinking of captain? You think everybody takes Via, or do you think the double game week has people going? I wouldn't even know who you would take. <laughs> um. How bad is it that I didn't even think about Captain uh, quite as much? Via is definitely in play, but Via is one of those tough ones where if he gets two points, which is definitely in the realm of possibility, mm-hmm. or three points, that really sets you back. So Tim Howard uh, comes up big. Yeah, I'm leaning towards um, probably a San Jose guy, maybe Vaco. Hmm. Maybe even Hosen. Wow. Hosen. Uh, Hosen can score, so if like you're trying to pick a guy that could get over two games, three goals, he's like number one for sure mm-hmm. in my rankings. Yeah, that's not yeah, that's not crazy. Uh, Zadroik has uh, Erickson and Via as his top two. Uh, interesting. Zadroik is uh, really crushing these deadlines, unlike me. <laughs> um, yeah, we don't have to go down that that path. <laughs> Um, um, so Hosen has what four goals in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine games. Mm-hmm. So he's probably going to get a goal over these two. <laughs> That's how it works. Well, the matchups are pretty good, is my thinking. Yes. I mean, you're playing DC United, so that's pretty favorable. He also uh-huh. has two assists, so four goals, two assists in nine games, pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, there are only seven players who have taken more shots than him this year. Yeah, he has a game with seven, and he has a game with six. Yeah. And he has uh, two more with four. I, I just like Hosen a lot. He's probably going to be my team. Okay. 
Um, I don't know that I'm going to captain him, but it's it's possible. I think a San Jose guy is the probably the way to go, to be honest. Hmm. I mean, via one goal probably doesn't make you happy. If you captain Villa and he gets one goal. True. Um, that's tough. Getting you could also go with a San Jose defender that you Come know is going to rack up some bonus points. That was probably the play last week, right? Yeah, like Uncle, that's true. Or a uh, Columbus guy. Mm-hmm. That was the play. I don't think it's crazy if not, no one jumps out to you just captain a, a San Jose defender. Mm-hmm. As we went from, we probably don't want more than one to, hey, captain yeah. one. Well, go nuts. Yeah. You can only have one and also captain them. True. True. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, this has definitely been a Monday podcast where we, we have to talk some stuff out and uh, didn't get that much time to recover from the the past game week and take a deep dive. But um, they're really shafting us here with the, the early single Wednesday game. Yeah. Sometimes it's good to hear us talk things out, I think. So that's kind of the process we go through to begin with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I just base all my teams on your rankings and Skylar's over at MLSsoccer.com. <laughs> yeah, and I base all my rankings on uh, me kind of just flipping a bunch of coins here at my home desk. <laughs> <laughs> all right, too much on how the sausage is made. <laughs> Uh, if anybody has any follow-ups, you can find us uh, on Twitter. JD is at DFSMLS. I'm at Rotowire Andrew. Um, that's probably the easiest. We're also in the Rotowire subscriber Slack chat, which um, it's amazing how many DFS people are playing FMLS this year, I think, because of how much we talk about it. Uh, also, probably because it is DFS. <laughs> right. Like the the rules and uh, there's some decent prizes. We can win a trip. So you're right, though. I have been kind of surprised at how many people um, are playing the season long game. Yeah, it's been and, it's been fun. And everyone seems to be doing pretty well. This in the chat. So yes. uh, I would recommend that if you're not in there and you are a subscriber, I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> um, but it's, also, it's... I'm not really in the, in there. Right. <laughs> I do read. I do read when I can. It's just the notification gets swiped more often than not. Sure. It's funny um, how many people, like how we complain about the scoring, and it's a lot of people who have never played it before. And they're just like, oh, okay, so this is how the, the, the pricing works. That's why I meant, pricing, not the scoring. And we're all like, oh, the pricing is horrible. And they're like, oh, it's all I know. So it makes sense to me. I guess. Oh, I didn't know that anyone didn't mind the pricing, but that's cool. I think they just aren't offended by it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, it's still kind of bad, but <laughs> I haven't since my budget's been. Yeah, you don't pretty care. pretty high. I haven't looked at like individual players, like how ridiculous it is that someone scored one point and gained five hundred, and someone right. else right scored ten and still lost and whatever that's that was more an early season thing but it's still stupid i mean i think you're gonna have money left over this week that's my prediction if you're using san jose guys yeah i mean like i am using san jose guys um probably get felipe in there as well or alfonso davies um yeah i'm definitely i definitely defenders yeah exactly there's gonna be money left over for sure yeah um We'll see how it goes. This is a huge week for me with – it's week 12, right? So it's mm-hmm. seven weeks to go. Yep. And I am uh, 44 points back maybe from number one. That's You can make that up. Oh, definitely, especially like a game like the, uh, game week like this where there's only two teams on a double. Yep. And they're not obvious plays. Um, yeah. I definitely definitely can gain some ground this week. Hopefully, I will. But um, there's a lot of a lot of good competitors behind me. I know as well, mm-hmm. and we'll see how it goes. You and Skyler are starting to gain ground, which I like to see. It's good for the pod. Finally, ugh, I've been an embarrassment to this podcast. You but... and Skyler uh, have have carried the weight last season. I think when I was uh, missing deadlines right and left. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll get we'll get back in the I, I much more common in the second half of the season. Um, oh, now, that's what I like to hear. Yeah, now that I know what to complain about in terms of pricing. Uh, but anyway, JD, thank you for all of that and good luck this week. Good luck.
Good luck, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.